You're listening to a podcast by Abide Church and Pastor Dan DeBell in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We pray this podcast helps you live, love, and look more like Jesus this week. Enjoy the message. I'm excited to have the opportunity. As, as, as men, we need to be able to grow, and we need to put ourselves in situations where we do grow, and this is that for me. I've only spoken a few times, but I'm excited about it. Uh, as I was, I was telling Dan earlier, as I was not very good at bullet pointing, as you can tell by my notes, it's pretty much just my notes straight on the paper. I don't know how far I'll get. I hope I get through all of it. Um, but yeah, I just wrote it all down and I sent it to Randy and he printed all of it out. So um, it's all there because I just want to be up front. Um, so I want to start, we're talking about health as you guys eat pancakes. Um, I'm only partially kidding. No, pancakes are great. I make pancakes probably for my kids a couple times a week. Uh, like, like Randy said, we're not here to condemn anybody. We're here to grow. Um, but as I'll get to, God gave you a body. You're supposed to steward it well. So I want to start with Proverbs 18, 20 through 21. It says, wise words satisfy a good meal. The right words bring satisfaction. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Um, you know, consequences can be good or bad. So, you know, the, the word, I think everything needs to go back to the word. What's the word? The word needs to come out of your mouth. It says death and life are the power of the tongue. Well, the mouth, you put food in your mouth. You eat food. You're eating food right now. That food is fuel or it's not. You know, you're, you're putting something in. What comes out is also just as important. So the food that you put in spiritually, well, what I want to say is a lot of what I'm going to talk about is a comparison between your physical growth and your spiritual growth. Most of the time when you're under a pastor and you're under somebody, you're listening to something that's building you up spiritually, you can apply that same principle to your life physically. There's almost a direct correlation. I think God did that on purpose. The word, the food that you put in spiritually, it's going to help you grow. Same with the the food that you put in uh, physically. Um... Let's see. Jesus spoke words. He spoke words of life, right? He touched and he spoke to the the leper and he was healed immediately, right? He also spoke to the fig tree and the fig tree died. Death and life from the power of tongue. What are you speaking over your body, over your life? And what are you speaking over your home? Because the words you speak over your home are bringing death or life to your home. Are you, you know, do you... Do you go to modern medicine first or do you go to God's word? Because that's, that's a line and we need to draw that line. Modern medicine is great. Modern medicine is keeping a lot of Christians alive. And it really is, unfortunately. Um, but you have authority over your body. If you don't know what authority is and you don't know what the authority you have, you need to find out because God gave it to you and it's your responsibility. Just like your body is your responsibility. Start small. Start with the little things. You know, this isn't about taking giant leaps. It's one of the things I hate about the health and wellness industry. It's one of the things I hate about fitness and all this other stuff is most people, New Year's resolutions, is why I asked Randy if I could speak in January. Most of the time, people take a New Year's resolution, and that resolution is gone by, like, February. Because everybody jumps in 110%. Well, I'm going to change my diet. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do all these things. Like, that's not sustainable. And everybody knows that. But yet we keep doing it. Why? So, 
It starts with your word. It starts with the authority you have in your home. You have it, use it. Uh, authority and faith are much like your muscles. Uh, they have to be worked out. If you want arms like Pastor Dan, you got to go do some, some curls, you know? Um, but your faith is also like that. In order to build your faith, you have to use it. Do you use your faith when a headache comes? Are you willing to pray over your wife when she has a headache? Are you? Do you? What's the point of having faith and having God if you're not willing to use it? It's quiet. Um, you have the same measure of faith Jesus did. The exact same measure when Jesus spoke the world into existence. That same measure is in every single one of you. What are you speaking over your body? You know, we hear about people going out and, and doing ministry and, pre, and, and praying for people and people be getting healed, and that's awesome and it's great. If you don't have the faith to pray over yourself, how are you ever going to go do it outside those doors? If we're not doing it in the church, how are you ever going to do it? It has to start somewhere. Start small. Most of this talk is going to be about starting small. One thing. What's one thing you can change? So with authority, with the authority that you have, and I'm going to kind of brief over a lot of things that, that could be whole messages in themselves, but it's how do you view yourself? Um, I know I had a very unhealthy view of myself for a long time, and I'm still changing it. Randy, Randy knows I had a lot of, I just didn't have any confidence in who I was. I didn't think I looked good. I didn't think a lot of things. But that's not a godly view. You know, when, we, when, we, when you look at yourself, what do you see? Do you see what God sees or do you see what you see? And there's a difference there kind of goes back to the words. When you speak life over yourself, you need to believe it. When you pray for something, you need to believe it. I think a lot of Christians and a lot of the church, you it's just words that are spoken. If you don't believe in your heart what you're saying, it's not going to come true because you're just giving, you're just throwing words out there. Your imagination and what's in your mind and what's in your heart have to line up with your, with your mouth. You have to believe it. I was thinking about this the other day when Randy and I were talking. I was having some back pain. I was like, okay, I know I'm healed. I'm speaking life over it. And I, I just came to this realization, you know what? I am healed. It just kind of clicked. I've already been healed. But I think this instant gratification that we have in America especially is killing us. Because I've already been healed. It's already been. That's what the Word says. The Word is either true or it's not. Which one is it? I believe it's true. So I've been healed. I was like, I've been healed. I still have a little bit of pain, but I've been healed. It starts starting to sink in. It's a process. It's taking time. <clears throat> um, but how you see yourself and the imagination that you have, if you can't see what you're saying is going to happen, it probably won't happen. That's the faith. Um, when you pray, don't ask. Don't ask when you pray over your body to be healed. Command it. Speak it. That's what God said. Speak it. Be healed. One of, one of the pastors I listen to, Dan Muller, he says your prayers should be about six seconds long. Because it's not your words, it's God's words. <clears throat> Mark 4.24, uh, 
then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more you understand, uh, the more understanding you will be given and you will receive even more. What are you putting in? You know, Randy was talking about what's, what's flowing in your, what's coming into your, your TV. What, what are you listening to? It's important. It's kind of like the food you eat. And we'll, we'll get to food in a minute. But the food you eat spiritually, what are you listening to? Is it faith-based? Is, let me ask you this. What comes in more? The world or the Word? That's something I've been thinking about comparing my, in, in having a comparison. What is coming in more? Like I have five kids. We watch Star Wars and we watch other things. We enjoy things. But me as the leader of my home... I am going to make changes that I am going to put the word in me way more than the world. Because what you put in most is going to have a reflection in your life. So you need to answer that question. What are you putting in more, the world or the word? And if it's not the word, you're wrong. <clears throat> yeah, the more you put in, the more that come, can come out. Um, that's kind of like growing muscles. You know, if you know anything about working out, the whole point of working out is to break your muscle down, right? You have to break it down in order for it to grow. As you break that muscle down, as Dan's cranking out those curls, those big weights, his muscles are actually breaking down. They're tearing apart, right? Why? So that they can be built back up. Same with your faith. If you're not using your faith, it'll never grow. When's the last time you had to use your faith? Last year was pretty rough. Did you stand on the word? Let's see. Proverbs 3, 1 through 2. Child, never forget these things. I have taught you, I have taught you, store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. You know, right there in the word, it talks about his commands and what he tells you to do. Long life. You want long life? I want to live long. I believe that we should live long. I don't, want to, I don't think that living a satisfying life is a life in the hospital. And I don't think that's a godly life. And I think that has to do with the way we view ourselves, the way we speak of ourselves, and the way we take care of ourselves. Um, let's see. I'm going to get better at speaking where I don't have to just stare at my notes. I'm growing. Um, so Matthew 7, 7, and 8. We're going to get into kind of... Um, so that was kind of like a premise. You've got to stick to the Word. You've got to stick to the Word. The Word has to come in first. Speak life over yourself. Um, and I don't think you should limit it either. If, you, if you're struggling with something, speak over it. Command it. Talk to other people. Uh, Matthew 7, 7, and 8 says, Ask, seek, and knock. I'm not going to read it, but you know, when it comes to your health... Ask God, like, what should I be doing? You know, like I said earlier, so many people have these resolutions where they, they want to jump all in. They do what they think they need to do. And look, the, the fitness world and the health world, there is so much information out there. It's, it's crazy how much information there is, misinformation, people and their opinions, all of it. There's a lot. But start with asking God. God, I want to make changes in my life. How? What do you want me to do? And then start seeking it. You start researching it. It's kind of like your body. Your body is kind of like a piece of machinery. 
or your car. Everybody drove here in a car, right? What would happen if you put water in the oil? It would, the engine would stop working, right? But your engine needs water, right? Just in the right spot, right? I think everybody understands that. Everybody knows that. So what are you putting in your body? If, if any of you guys use equipment or, you know, you use cars or you let somebody use your car. How do I put Let me see. Like we have, in our, in our job, we have equipment. We have like a ditch witches and chippers and all kinds of things. And we have to take care of them. We have to grease them. We have to put oil in them. We have to do all these things, right? If I knew that one of my guys was abusing my equipment, what would I do? Let them keep doing it? Knowing that that 10, 20, 30, 40, $100,000 piece of equipment is just going to get ruined, wouldn't I stop him? Hey, check the oil. Hey, grease it. Hey, don't do that, right? How is your body any different? God gave you this body. I think so many times, though, because of convenience, we neglect our body because of everything else going on. Your body... God gave you to use to reach the lost, to go out and do what Mark 16 said. If you don't know what it says, you should read it and find out. That way you know what it says. So, the way you take care of your body is like a piece of machinery. You put the good stuff in. If you, if you, if you don't, it's not going to work right. It's not going to last very long. So as far as some of the um, nutritional stuff, the things you put in, question everything you put in. I think so many times we just eat out of convenience, we eat these things and we just do things, but question it. Why are you doing it? Ask simple childlike questions. Why am I eating this? Or what is this doing for my body? You know, like I said before, if you knew you went to the gas station and you knew that their gas tanks had a link, a leak in it and there was water getting in the fuel, would you go there? I wouldn't, but how many times do we do that with our own body? We'll just put whatever in. It doesn't matter. Why? And this doesn't have to be super strict. You know, me and my wife, like I said, we have five kids. We had Domino's Thursday, so I don't want to, like, pretend like I'm a super crazy health nut, but there's a rule that we have. It's not really a rule. It's kind of like a, a rough rule, but about, it's an 80-20 rule. If I eat well 80% of the time, that other 20% shouldn't really matter. If I'm taking care of my body most of the time, that other time, it's going to be okay. You know, in Mark 16, it says, I was just thinking about this, um, if you eat any poisonous thing, it won't affect you. It doesn't mean you're going to go out and eat poisonous things. Like, I, I firmly believe that if I ate something poisonous, it's great. But I'm not going to go eat weird mushrooms out in some field, you know, like, oh, Mark 16 says this. You know, I'm not going to do that on purpose. But yet, as we think about this, how much the stuff that you eat on a daily basis is garbage? Again, same thing spiritually. How much of the stuff that we listen to is garbage? How many of the things that comes out of your mouth is garbage? Death and life from the power of the tongue. Well, your tongue's kind of controlling what's going in and going out. So, is it death or is it life? <clears throat> Stop going on diets. I hate, hate, hate 
diets. Why? 90, most of the time, I'd say probably 95% of the time, they don't work. And I could be wrong. I didn't like fact check that or anything. But I think the viewpoint, I think the mindset that we have on health, nutrition, all those things, I think the mindset that we have on a lot of things needs to change. We shouldn't go on a diet. It says in my notes, lifestyle changes. Because a diet usually has a time period attached to it. So if I, let's say, let's say I go on a diet for six weeks because, you know, I'm going to go to the beach and I want some sweet abs, which I've never had. I'm still working on it. I'll get there. Um, but if I'm going to go on a diet for six weeks, I'm going to work really hard for six weeks so that I can go on this vacation, which then I'm going to eat really bad and then gain 10 pounds. Like, how, does, how is that sustainable for my life? I've gone on vacation. I've heard of people going on vacation. Like, yeah, I gained 10 pounds. It's like, I didn't gain anything. Why? It's not like I was working out on my vacation. It's not like I was doing anything. I ate good food and whatever. But I choose to keep my body running well. When you take care of a piece of machinery, it runs well for a long time. When a piece of machinery is always out of oil and it's always not greased and it's always creaking and it's always wearing itself out, it's breaking down constantly. Well, your body's the same way. How many people do you, like, have you ever met people who never go to the hospital, never go to the doctor? Why? They take care of their body. And the excuse of saying, well, you're young, that's bogus. Stop saying that. Well, you can do that. Well, you can. You can take a brand new piece of machinery and run it through the water and pull it out right away, and it might still run. But that doesn't mean that that was good for it. You know what I mean? Like, why do we, oh, you're young, you can do what you want. Well, no, start now. Because what I do now, what you do now at any age, whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, affects tomorrow. Just spiritually is the same. What I do today spiritually affects how my body, my life tomorrow. What I eat today affects tomorrow. <clears throat> most, of us know, most of us know one thing you can change. And this is one of my challenges for today. What's one thing nutritionally that you can change? About 10, 11 years ago, me and my wife, we always ate pretty good. Well, when we were married. When I wasn't married, I didn't eat so great. Because I was in my 20s, I wanted to gain some weight and some big muscles, and because I thought that was the only way I would get a girl is if I had some muscles. It's not great, but, you know, I wasn't eating terrible, but I wasn't eating good either, because I don't think that a 10-egg omelet with toast and a bowl of ice cream is really good to eat every single night, <laughs> and that's what I was doing before I got married. Um, but we cut out high fructose corn syrup. Everything. Every time we looked, every time you pick something up, there's, some of you might not know this, but there's an ingredients list on the back of everything you buy. <laughs> I think, I think all of you know how to read. I challenge you. And maybe you guys have never been to the grocery store because your wife goes, but I challenge you to go with your wife. She'd appreciate it. Um, my wife hates going to the grocery store by herself. She loathes it. So I go to the grocery store. Not a big deal. It's a good time for you guys to hang out. Um, but the next time you go to the grocery store, pick what you're buying up off the shelf and turn and look at it. And even if you can read, there's a lot of stuff in the ingredients that you probably can't read because it's 
crazy. And if you can't pronounce it, you probably shouldn't eat it. No, I'm serious. And it is funny because there's so much stuff in your food that you're eating. You know, you all agreed that you wouldn't put water in your oil. You wouldn't put sugar in your oil. You wouldn't put a lot of stuff in your oil. But when you look at the ingredient list on the back, you don't even know what most of that stuff is. You know, you, you, you buy something at the store and the first ingredient isn't even what you're buying. A lot of times it's high fructose corn syrup. Guys, I'm not a nutritionalist, I'm not a doctor, I'm not any of those things. But I have lived a little bit and I've done some study and talked to some people who are. Your body can't really process high fructose corn syrup. So what's it going to do with it? It's a good question, I don't know. <laughs> but there's so much stuff in our food that it's corrupt. Same spiritually, what food is coming in. But... Um, but yeah, check out the food you're eating. Start putting some thought into it. You know, if you eat the same things all the time, you know, one of the things you can do to figure out, like if you're having issues, like I said headaches earlier about your wife or, your, or yourself, you're having headaches. I might be skipping through different stuff, but if you're having headaches, you're having an issue, the first thing you should do is not going for Tylenol. Your body does not have a Tylenol deficiency your body doesn't need it. What are you doing? You're trying to make the pain go away. Why, why are we so opposed to pain? Jesus said in this life you'll have pain. You have a headache for a reason. There's a reason you have a headache. Why? Have you ever questioned it? You might be just dehydrated. Water. Water is one of the things that most people are lacking. Are you drinking enough? Because I know sometimes if I start having a headache, I'm like, okay, it's not I need a Tylenol. I'm going to first speak the word over my head. And then I'm going to be like, wait, am I hydrated? Do I have the minerals in my body that my body needs? Everything you need, God put in this earth. The plants, the animals, the waters, Everything your body needs to function is in the earth. How old was Moses when he died or when he was taken? He was 120, right? And he climbed a mountain. How many of you can go climb a mountain right now? And most of you are probably half that age. And Moses did that before he had Jesus in his heart. Before he had the power that Jesus had. So this is something I think about. I'm 33. I have aches. I have pain sometimes. I start questioning why. What am I doing? What did Moses do different? Moses had perfect eyesight. Perfect eyesight at 120. I see some of you guys with glasses, and I'm not. You know, your faith is where your faith is. My wife wears glasses too. But I have, a, I have a question. What if we didn't have to wear glasses? What if we truly believed in the Word of God? What if we spoke that over our life and we lived it? It's a tough question. It's a tough question. Because Isaiah 53.5 
It says, by his stripes we were healed. He was beaten so we would be made whole. What does whole mean to you? Whole means whole to me anyways. What are we speaking? What are we believing? Um, I have another question. What are you addicted to? Nutritionally? Well, Randy brought up porn earlier. That's something you need to talk about too. But what are you addicted to when it comes to food? How many of you guys think that cocaine is okay to take? Anybody? Why? Why not? Messes with your mind, right? Makes people go crazy, does all kinds of things. Super addicting. You know sugar is more addicting than cocaine? You know that sugar has an effect on your brain just like cocaine does? But yet it's acceptable to take all the time? What are you addicted to? Um, I've heard this said, gluttony is the... Uh, how does it put? I think I have written in. Gluttony is the uh, Christian sin that's acceptable. It's heavy when you start thinking about some of this stuff, but it's in the Bible. I mean, the seven sins, gluttony's in there. But it's, I think it has a lot more to do with how we view food and what we do with it. You know, you... Oh, yeah, addicting, addiction. What are you addicted to? Are you addicted to coffee? How many of you would say you're addicted to coffee? Be honest. Good grief, guys. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not condemning coffee. I drink coffee. But I've been purposing. I've only started drinking coffee about three years ago. <clears throat> I'm not condemning coffee. There's a lot of benefits to coffee. But if, but if you view and you have to have coffee every day, I challenge you to take a week off. And you might have a headache, but is that controlling you? Are you addicted? And what, what do you think is acceptable to be addicted to? Randy's got a Bible right there. Can you hold that up? How many of you say you're addicted to that? Honestly. But you're more addicted to coffee than you are that. And I'm speaking to myself because, yeah, I'm just like you guys. I'm living it as well. But I challenge you, if you're, what are you addicted to? There's something you're addicted to. There's something that you, you binge for. What is the thing late at night that you want to eat? Ice cream? Chocolate? I like those things too. Now, I'm not saying you cut it all out. Sometimes you have to make small changes. You know, I used to eat ice cream a whole lot more. Loved ice cream. You know, and so I, because it was like that late at night that it just feels good. You want to eat it. But then, so here's one of the things I bring it up. Start looking at how it affects you. Do you know, I didn't sleep as well when I eat ice cream late at night. I didn't feel as good the next day. felt a little more sluggish. Those are the things. Those are the things that I want to kind of just camp on for a little bit and start, start just, I want you to think differently. Food affects you. 
food affects you. How does it affect you? What is it doing in your body? When you eat something, it's doing something. It's fueling your body. It might be half fueling it. might be kind of fueling it. It might be whatever, but it is fueling your body somehow. So many times, um, oh, let me finish with, with addiction. But I challenge you to, to find one thing that you're addicted to with what you eat. Doesn't mean you have to get rid of it completely, but is it controlling you? So Pastor Dan talked about fasting, I think, in November. Um, fasting is an amazing thing spiritually. About going back to my own pride, about before about two or three years ago, I remember specifically saying, I can't go without food because I'm trying to make gains. It's a pretty prideful, arrogant, stupid statement. It's stupid. There's no wisdom in that. You can make gains and fast. There's plenty of guys who do it. But fasting has an amazing spiritual uh, growth to it, but also has physical uh, benefits as well. It's amazing how God created this stuff. Fasting is one of the most natural ways you can detox your body. You want to detox your body? Go on a fast. And I know fasting for a lot of guys sounds really scary because you're not going to be eating for a couple days or a day. Shoot. Fast a meal to start with it. Just try it. If you've no, how many of you guys have fasted before? Let's just be honest. Oh, sweet, everybody. So go on some fast. That's easy. But it really does. I challenge you to fast and do it, do it, uh, do it more regularly because it will grow you spiritually, but it also does some amazing things for you physically. Like it, it does detox your body. Your body will actually start pulling toxins out of your system and getting rid of them. Um, and that's why I think that's one of the reasons God made fasting a thing because it, it, the spiritual side of it, but, man, it resets your system. Uh, I'm, I'm wanting to fast more. Uh, I'm actually fasting today, even though all that looks really good. Um, but doing a weekly, I challenge you to do a weekly fast. I'm going to put it out there. Once a week, go on a fast. And if you don't do it, why? And this is what I challenge you with this. Do a little research on fasting. Do a little research on knowing what it's going to benefit for you. And then speak the word over it and fast it because it's control. Like what's controlling you? And that's what I said before. Is food controlling you? And this is kind of what I want to get to, too. Is food controlling you, or do you control your body? And if you, you guys have all fasted, so you know that there's a, there's a point where it gets easier and harder. But, all right, moving on. Convenience comes at a price. I think, especially in America, we're, we have so much convenience when it comes to food, when it comes to everything, everything we want conveniently. But there is a price to convenience. I, I think everybody would, would acknowledge that, that there is some convenient food out there that you just want to eat it just because you're hungry. And there are seasons in my life where I am more disciplined than others. And so I'm not trying to say you need to go all into everything. But, um, you know, there's a couple of years ago where uh, when I was on my second year of American Enjoyer, I was probably at my healthiest in a sense because I was being extremely strict, and it's easier for me to be extremely strict than partially strict. But I was so strict that I kind of made my wife mad at least once. Um, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to eat sweets for four months. 
was at my wife's birthday party and I passed on, you know, making a pie that her grandma made and it was just awkward. <laughs> it was really awkward. And I don't remember all of the, the scenarios, but I just remember just kind of being that stubborn arrogance, I'm not doing this because I'm whatever, I don't know. So it's like, I could have had a piece of pie because what was more important in that scenario was the way my wife felt, not my whatever. Then that doesn't mean that you always get a, a pass. Like if you're going to set goals, then, then set those goals, but do it within reason. But convenience, there's so many things on, on the food that we eat conveniently that's just not great. Again, food is fuel. Think about the food that you're eating as fuel. It's fueling your body somehow. So just because it's convenient doesn't mean you should do it. And there was times what I was getting at was there was times where we were serving at our church and they would, they would provide pizza. And I just didn't want to eat it. It didn't make me feel good. And so there was times where, you know what, I would rather not eat than eat this garbage. Does that mean that's how I always view it? No. Because like I said, we had pizza Thursday. And I had a piece of cake last night when I took my wife out to dinner. However, that's, I'm just not always going to, well, it's convenient, I'll eat it. Well, do I need it? Um, artificial foods, so bad, so bad. God made plants to be regenerated and to rebuild, and they, they keep growing. Man, made, man has made a lot of, of artificial things, and one of the th issues with artificial foods is chemicals, so I think one of the things that like, you, I hear more and more about is, uh, is hormone imbalances, all this stuff where your hormones are being messed with and there's conspiracy theories everywhere. But one thing I do know is, is chemicals are bad. Most of you wouldn't go to like a chemical factory and be like, oh yeah, let's rub this all over my face. It's just not good. But how many chemicals do you ingest constantly? You know, like people love like great smells. You know, they have like these, I don't know, Sense, I don't know what it's called, Sensi, these sprays, Lysols and stuff. Those are full of chemicals that you're willingly putting into your body because you smell it and it comes in. Do you know that you're, what you put on your skin, if you, I mean, I'm going to get excited and start talking about all kind of stuff. Um, if, you can't, if you can't eat something, you shouldn't put it on your skin. Because your skin is an organ, and it absorbs. You know, I, I change oils, and I'm looking at Paul. He does all kind of mechanic stuff. And I've put oil on my skin, all kinds of things. But I'm starting to see and, and kind of like question some of that. You know, your skin absorbs stuff. You, you know, I don't know how many of you guys use lotion. I don't. But um, your wife probably does, maybe. But those women put lotions all over those are like pick it up what's in what's inside what are you putting in you know, like randy talked about with the porn yeah it's a great movie 90 percent of that movie's solid but is that 10 percent worth having in it's no different with your food and it's no different with what you put on your skin it's no different with what you smell when you smell you're putting stuff in your lungs everyone knows i think everyone knows smoking is bad people still do it but you know what it does. When they smoke, that cigarette smoke goes in the lungs and affects the lungs, right? Your, your fragrance smells are the same. It's full of chemicals. 
But why do we why do we view chemicals in a cigarette different than the chemicals in like a fragrance bottle? I'm not saying you need to go home and throw them all away. I'm saying you you need to think about it. You need to think about your body. Everything that goes in has an effect on you. You know, the word fragrance, I just learned this the other day, so this is interesting. The word fragrance in an ingredients bottle has anywhere from th- three to 30,000 chemicals in it. It's crazy. I always, like, scratch my head, like, why? Like, who's putting all these chemicals in this stuff? But that those chemicals have an effect on your body. If you're running a business like we talked about machinery or whatever, you're going to do, like before you buy a piece of machinery, you're going to do research on it, right? You're going to research it. You're going to find out how much it costs. You're going to find out if you can pay for it in cash. You're going to do all these things. What can it do? But do you ever do that with your body, with what God entrusted you? And we talk a lot about like five heart finances or financial talks where they say, God's entrusted you with finances. You need to steward them well. Do we view our body the same way? with what we put in. Um, you know, I view, oh yeah, so my, my next question is, what's your why? Why do you want to be healthy? You need to know why. Because before you go to the gym, before you start changing anything of what you eat, you have to be able to answer the question of why. Why do I need to be healthy? And let's, let's, let's crush a, a an idea of healthy. Just because you're skinny doesn't mean you're healthy. And just because you're big doesn't mean you're unhealthy. Let's, let's crush that right now. Because your health is not just what it looks like. I think I wrote this somewhere in my notes. Um, well, I, I wrote it in, in working out. Working out's kind of like going to church. It's good. It's good and you need to do it. But it's not the most important. The most important is that relationship with God. What you put in your body is way more important than, than just going to the gym. So this isn't a talk about like you need, need to go to the gym. Well, you don't have to. Um, so one of, my, one of my whys, why I want to be healthy. I want to be, be fit to be useful. I want to be useful. I think most guys have a desire to be useful, to be helpful, to... Uh, Oh, dang, we're almost out of time. Better hurry up. We're out of time, huh? I'll make this quick. Be fit to be useful. I want to be useful in everything I do. I want people to know that they can count on me. So I'm going to hit working out real quick. Um, I love to work out. I love to talk about working out more. I love to work out. It's a lot of fun. But you need to find a reason why. Like most people go to the gym because they want to lose weight. You'll lose more weight probably by changing your diet than you will getting on a treadmill for 20 minutes for one month. Okay. Do some research into it. And I will stay here as long as you want. If you have, if you have questions, like I, I love to answer any questions. Um, but, but what you put in, speak the word. Um, I want to honor you guys this time. So I want to end this. But I want to end with Matthew 5, 41. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, then carry it too. There's so many principles in this, but one of the principles I take from this is be ready. Be ready. My body is my retirement plan. And I hope that doesn't sound arrogant. And I hope that doesn't sound, oh, maybe I do want it to sound not worldly, but I believe that God gave me my body and I'm supposed to take care of it. 
and I want to be around when I'm 60 and when I'm 90. And the only way that happens is what I do today. The only thing, you know, you have a body. You know, just because you're young doesn't mean you can abuse it forever. Sure, you're going to have some things go on. There, there's going to be all kinds of things that happen. Take care of your body. God gave it to you. Steward it well. Start with one thing. Change one thing. Make a lifestyle change. Speak the word. Speak the word. Again, I'll be here. If you guys have questions, I'd love to answer them. Um, yeah, it's 7.30. We need to end. If you guys have pray, if you guys have needs, we're here to pray. We talked about, I talked about speaking the word over your body. I talked about health and healing. It starts here. It starts with a group of guys. If you have healing in your body, come up and ask for prayer. If you want to know Jesus on a personal level, come up and talk to somebody. We'd love to talk to you because it's important. It's the most important thing you'll do. And enjoy some more pancakes. Let me, uh, let me pray over you guys before we dismiss. Lord God, we come to you. We thank you so much for this time. I thank you for the honor that I get to, and the, to, get to get up and speak to these guys. I pray that they will take at least one thing and let it go deep into their heart. Let your word shine through us. Let us be able to take care of our bodies so that we can take the message that you entrusted us with, the message of Jesus Christ, to go out in all the world and to tell people about it. I thank you for these guys. I speak a blessing over each of them. Bless them. Thank you for it. Help us to have, um, to be known by love, to be full of faith, and let your love flow through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Abide Church podcast. If you'd like to partner with us financially, or if you're in the Tulsa area and would like to attend our weekly gathering, you can check out AbideChurch.com.